This podcast is intended solely for blind and print-impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. It's time now for this week's episode of Tech It Out, a program poised on the cutting edge of technology. Outlook Enrichment is pleased to sponsor this edition of Tech It Out here on Radio Talking Book. For more information about Outlook Enrichment, please call 531-365-5051 or visit www.outlooken.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Tech It Out. I'm Dennis Nelson, Adaptive Tech Trainer with Outlook Enrichment. We're really going to tech it out today. My special guest on the program is none other than Mitchell Green. Mitch is the IT manager for Outlook Nebraska, where Outlook Enrichment is located, and looking forward to spending some quality time with him and finding out how he does his job and what technology he uses to do so. It's all coming up for you on this edition of Tech and Out. Mitch, it's really great to have you here with us today, and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to do just that and be with us. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I very much enjoy uh, giving people information and letting them learn a little bit about uh, what it is we do. And speaking of things that you do, I mentioned as I introduced you that uh, you uh, – work with Outlook Nebraska. In fact, I said that you're the IT manager for Outlook Nebraska. And then I also talked about Outlook enrichment kind of in the same set of breaths. Maybe you can take just a minute, even though it's not IT related directly, to explain the whole situation. Why are we at Outlook Nebraska and Outlook enrichment? What's the difference? That sort of thing. Sure. Uh, When I first came here back in Oh, wow. It'll be 12 years ago now. Uh, 2011 uh, is when I first came here. Outlook Nebraska was the company. It was the company in its entirety. And they had a training center is what it was called back then. It was called a training center. And it was four associates in the building that wanted to learn tech. And then uh, a few years later, they started reaching out to people in the Omaha community and teaching them adaptive tech. Well, what happened is Outlook or that that training grew. And so what they decided to do uh, in in a short form is split the company into several entities. So I work for a company called Outlook Collaborative. But if you say Outlook Collaborative in the community, nobody knows who that's for. Nobody knows who it's – nope, they don't even know it by that name. But if you say Outlook Nebraska – Uh, in the blind and visually impaired community in the area, everybody knows, or most of them do, who we are. So we divide it into entities. I work for a company called Outlook Collaborative, which supplies HR, IT, and accounting services to Outlook Nebraska, who manufactures all of our toilet paper and paper towels, and Outlook Enrichment, who is the outreach to our community. They provide adaptive tech training, recreational events, and, and various other uh, things to reach out and impact blind people everywhere. And the reason I say everywhere is because not only do we reach out to people in Nebraska, but we have Iowa, we have Georgia, uh, I believe we even have some other areas as well. So that's why when you say Outlook in Nebraska and the next breath you say Outlook Enrichment, they're, they're kind of, they both are under the parent company of Outlook Collaborative. That's a very good explanation, actually, of uh, 
what the whole thing is about. I don't think I could have done better with that myself. But let's uh, get back to the focus of our interview today and talk about the IT functions that you perform. You do it, as you mentioned, for all three entities. How did you get involved with IT? And was that always your lifelong dream to to be in IT? And you know, maybe you can explain some of that. Not really, actually. When I was a kid, of course, obviously, computers weren't even hardly a thing back then in the 80s and such. So, of course, growing up, as a totally blind person uh, who has been blind his entire life, I looked at things like radio because you could talk. My mom was very much, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to, you're not, of course, she told me I wasn't musically inclined, so I wasn't going to do any instruments either. But my great-grandmother had left me uh, an education fund when she passed away at 94, and we used that in 1990 to get me a home computer. Now, back in those days, home computers weren't even a, they they were hardly even a thing. So if you had a home computer, you were, you were pretty special. And so we got that first home computer and we got a, a, a program. Well, we got a speech synthesizer called Accent and a program called JAWS. And JAWS was interesting because I had never heard of JAWS at the time. Many of you who may use JAWS will understand that JAWS was originally released in 1990. So it was released the year I got the computer. And my stepdad basically said, hey, I want you to listen to this guy. His name is Ted, and he talks about this screen reader. And I said, all right, fine, I'll listen to it. And the guy was the most laid back guy I've ever seen in my life. He was just like, well, hello, today we're going to. But that was the start of my journey into computers with JAWS and back in the day with a program called WordPerfect. And that's where I started in computers. And then I graduated from high school. I went to college and started to be a programmer because I figured, oh, well, that's something I can do. And I got tired of, of sitting in a room typing. So then I decided I wanted to get into networking and hardware. So from there, I learned how to build computers from the ground up, how to design networks that can reach multiple desks, can cross buildings, and, and do all of that kind of stuff. But I've been doing IT now probably 30 years or more, and uh, I've been here for 12, as I said earlier. You cover all three entities here. Maybe you could talk about the types of things that you actually do in your daily routine. Well, I wish I could say it was a daily routine, but one of the nice things about this job, and it's actually one of my favorite parts of this job, is that every day can lead to something different. You can walk in the door and you might be helping somebody with a printer. You can walk in the door. You might be fixing a, a, a computer or a file server so people can get access to their files, or you might be helping somebody with email. Uh, it really, it, there's, there's no real set routine, but to cover some of the things that I do as IT manager for Outlook in a department of one, which I guess that really does mean there's an I in IT, but, you know, but what I do mainly is keep everything running, anything from desktops to servers to our, uh, our telephone system 
to our entrance access system. All of these different machines, all these different areas rely on computers. Uh, for those who might get a chuckle out of this, I'm also responsible for our video recording device, which is uh, we have cameras that, that record, uh, like a lot of businesses, that record for safety and I run that server as well. It's kind of funny. People get a kick out of a blind guy in charge of video. So that's a very brief summary of what I cover. Now, some of you might ask, well, do you cover any of the manufacturing equipment? No, I don't. We, we have very talented folks for the big manufacturing equipment. My area is workstations and servers and things like that. Well, that in itself can certainly keep you very, very busy. There's no question. And I've, as I say, I've seen you running around here doing all kinds of things for all kinds of people. And there are many times when you even come into the Outlook enrichment area and help me out. You might want to talk a little bit about that because some of the people who might be listening might also either have been or are clients of ours and or consumers that uh, come in and and train and they've seen you too and gotten to know you a bit as well. So you you really are a jack of all trades here as far as that goes. I don't know about a jack of all trades, but I at least try to be of some. And you're right. I do come down and that's kind of one of the fun parts of the job too is I get to see both people in the building and some of our clients slash consumers. Um, I, I, I interchange them both as well. So, uh, But I get to see those that come in for training and sometimes even talk to those that are training via our phone or Zoom. And Outlook Enrichment has a completely equipped training lab. We have computers. We have Braille displays. Uh, we have access to iPhones. We have CCTVs. We have all kinds of devices. And it's really my job to make sure all of this stuff is working so that when our trainers need to use them or a client wants to see them, that they're working and they're fully up and running. But it, it's really nice to, to see some of the clients. And what's, what's really nice about that is that you get to see the gratitude. I mean, some of these folks, you know, that they come in, they've recently lost their vision or they're losing their vision. They can't see as well, uh, but they want to see a picture of their, their granddaughter or their grandson or their, you know, and they, they get a chance to look at a CCTV and they can magnify that picture so they can see it. And sometimes just that joy, it's something that simple uh, that, that these people are that, that they're grateful for, and we get a, I get a chance to witness that. So that's I, I really like that. Well, we are very lucky to have an IT person essentially on staff, and someone like you that I, for example, can call, especially if a consumer slash client has a problem that is very IT related, which might be even like an iPhone issue, or they may bring their laptop in and have something go wrong that is IT related. And as much as you will help the entire operation here with things, you will help those clients as well. Well, I definitely can't provide uh, support for everything. I'm always happy to, to help and, and or at least, and if I can't help, I'm at least able to suggest where, hey, you might take this here or you might go here. In addition, because I'm a team of one, as it were, we also use what's called an IT service. And what that is, is because as much as I'd love to clone myself and be in multiple places at once, it just doesn't work that way. So we use uh, uh, what's called a hybrid service. And what these guys do is they can work remotely 
and back me up so that if I'm working on, say, that file server that's down, they can then work on somebody else's printer or they can work on that email thing that isn't going correctly. It's been a godsend to have them. I've been here, as I said, 12 years. And for a long time, there was nobody but me. But uh, now I have that peace of mind where I can go on a vacation or if, if I'm unfortunately out ill or something like that. IT doesn't stop, whereas it used to be, oh, Mitch is out and we have to wait till tomorrow. And so in, a, in an effort to build efficiency, we added that, and it really has been really has been fantastic. That all sounds wonderful, Mitch. Well, I'm thinking of it. Let's talk about some of the technology that, that you use in your everyday pursuit of all these wonderful fixings of things and, you know, doing doing your job. What, what things do you do in your job and use on a daily basis, especially when we do, you know, talk technology, which we do here? Good question. There's quite a bit of technology. So the aforementioned JAWS that was released in 1990 that I mentioned uh, earlier, I use that on a daily basis. I use a service called Ira or Be My Eyes. You guys might be familiar with that. Those are apps on your phone that can be used to call a sighted person who is on the other end of the line, and they can use your camera to assist you with visual things. Now, those two items alone, JAWS and the IRA or Be My Eyes, have made it almost a level playing field. There's one other piece of technology that I use on my daily work sometimes, and it's called RIM, Remote Incident Manager. And what that allows me to do is log into people's computers remotely while they are working. So, for example, somebody says, hey, I open up Outlook and it doesn't look right or it doesn't sound right. It's something's different. Well, before, what I would have to do is say, okay, I'll tell you what. You log off. I'm going to log on as you and then tell me what you did. And we'd have to do it that way. And it made it very cumbersome. And a lot of times, sometimes I couldn't duplicate the issue just because I did something either a slightly different or you know, didn't, didn't hit that button or that whatever. And so now they can stay logged in and looking at their screen while I connect and then can further and more effectively solve their issue. And, and the technology that we have here even goes beyond that because we have various people at Outlook who are multi, uh, maybe they don't have, they're not totally blind. They use magnification, they use Zoom text, or they use the built-in magnifier, a Windows magnifier. And we even have one lady who uses a combination of the two JAWS and Zoom text. We call that Fusion, and that program is also created by Freedom Scientific. They have JAWS, Zoom text, and Fusion. Fusion is JAWS and Zoom text kind of melded together so that they can provide a full suite. Another thing we could add to that list is, of course, NVDA, which is another software that is also available. You might want to expound a little bit on that. And I also want you, while I have you here and your attention, to talk about something else that we have not talked about and most of our consumers would never use, but it is very interesting. You use something in your daily work called Pulseway, and I thought maybe at some point you could explain what Pulseway is, because I find it very fascinating software. Yeah, um, NVDA is is a really, that's and I, I apologize, I forgot to mention that one. NVDA is probably the only remaining competitor to JAWS. Uh, NVDA stands for Non-Visual Desktop Access and is, is completely free. 
not only is it free, but people can add to it. There's different modules that individuals who are a lot smarter than me who can write programs code, uh, and there's different, they call them add-ons. Uh, to NVDA, whereas JAWS or ZoomText, you buy them and you get the features that they have released at the time. Where NVDA, if if somebody has the know-how and they say, hey, I want it to do this and it won't, they can write themselves an add-on that will do that. So I, I highly recommend any of those, NVDA, JAWS, ZoomText, even the Windows magnifier and seldom mentioned but it does work. Windows Narrator and Windows Narrator, even in its its, eh, it's come quite a ways since its infancy. Um, but I and I use all of that technology. Everything we've talked about, I've used for some task or other. But Pulseway is a Pulseway is a really neat. That is a whole nother. That is what we call a. Eh, what would you call that? A monitoring package, a computer monitoring and remote maintenance. Uh, software. What this allows us to do is tell if computers have shut down. That just just a couple, some of the tasks. I won't go into all of them, but can tell if a computer has shut down. It can tell if somebody is locked out of their computer. It can update computers at night, so you can schedule updates. So it can update a whole group of them at a time. What makes this program fascinating is that you can do it all from your phone. So even if I'm on the road and somebody calls me and says, hey, uh, I locked myself out of my computer, can you help me? I can just go to my phone, open up this app, and through a a combination of steps, I can get them back up and running uh, without – without much difficulty so that that's pulse way it's uh and it's very accessible uh from your phone and that was one of the key aspects when we was looking at software like that the key aspect was to make sure that it's accessible yeah it truly is fascinating software and that's why i wanted to make sure we covered it while we were talking to you again um, you know most of our listeners won't be using it anytime soon but it is fascinating software to uh see it in operation and to see you work with it as well as you do and and the ways that you that you do i could probably sit here and talk to you for hours about all kinds of things and probably a lot of our listeners would like to talk to you and they probably have thousands of questions as well but the one remaining question that i wanted to ask you from an it perspective while we have you here is uh, I'm hearing a lot about something called open AI, and it, I'm hearing lots of mixed reviews. I hear, you know, it, it might be the beginning of the end for all of us. I've started to hear that it could work real well, especially for those of us in the visually impaired community. And I, I hear about something called chat GPT. And even though I certainly don't expect you to necessarily know how it works completely, and I'm sure you probably don't, I don't either. But I wonder what your thoughts from an IT perspective are on this kind of thing. And, and do you see us at Outlook using it in any way, shape or form anytime uh, in the near future? So OpenAI is a company, and and for those that that may be going, okay, OpenAI what? So OpenAI, the AI in this case stands for artificial intelligence, and artificial intelligence is computer programming that can intelligently 
either perform tasks or analyze images, but artificial intelligence is in its infancy. Um, and chat GPT is probably the latest iteration of it. There's a, um, and chat GPT is exactly that. You can chat with it. You can use it as an app on your iPhone, or you can use Microsoft Edge or go to Bing, B-I-N-G dot com and find their chat button, and you can chat with ChatGPT. And when I say chat, you can literally ask it questions and have a conversation with it. You can tell it to, you can you can feed it uh, instructions like, hey, write an essay for me on the history of the electric car. And one of the things I did with it, just for fun, was I gave, my, I gave ChatGPT some details about my son, his recent marriage last November, and the birth of his child and my new my first actually grandchild in April and I gave it a bunch of different details and some of the things that Andrew likes and some of his 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 fears and and some of his his things he's looking forward to and I told chat GPT these things not in any paragraphic you know paragraph type thing or just random sentences he likes this talk about this do that da, da, da. and I did this detail and I said write a letter from dad to his daughter using this information. And I was completely mind blown on what I got back. And I wish it, it's too long, but I wish we I wish we had time to read it. But I will tell you, experiment. If those of you who have computers or a phone, experiment with it because it's it's a phenomenal thing. You mentioned it was going to come into play for those who are visually impaired. Here's where I want to mention a gentleman named Tom. Uh, he's on Apple Viz, and he goes by a username of Anonymous, not Anonymous, which you might have thought I mispronounced it, but I did not. It's Anonymous, and he does several podcasts related to visually impaired items. He is also visually impaired himself, and he does a really good podcast of a feature called Virtual Volunteer, and it's a feature of an app called Be My Eyes, and it uses ChatGPT to help describe things visually and read things and so far it has proven to be better than any OCR or optical character recognition software like voice stream scanner on your phone or those that might remember I'll date myself a little bit and go go back to open book or Kurzweil uh, reading machine this chat GPT is phenomenal. And if you have a website or, I mean, if you have a computer, I urge you or a phone, go to appleviz.com and look for this podcast. If you can, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. He actually, uh, one of the most interesting things he does is takes a picture of a weather page, just like a sighted person would see. He takes a picture of the weather page and on that page, it has the radar that a sighted person would see that shows them using band, you know color bands and various things like that to indicate rain, heavy rain, light rain, etc. He ran this page through this virtual volunteer and it literally described the radar image in a way that we as blind people could understand. It's it's completely mind-blowing. So if you have a chance or if, you ha- or if you're able, I, I highly recommend this podcast. It describes pictures just all kinds of stuff. Um, do we use it here at Outlook? Not as a whole entire company as of yet. I mean, there are some that are kind of playing with it and using it as a guideline sometimes, you know, and just kind of playing around with it. 
Can I see us using it at Outlook at some point? I think a lot of companies are going to probably use chat GPT in some way, shape, or form. I don't know what that form is going to take uh, at this time. I know there's lots and lots of conversation about AI regulations and safety and this, that, and the other. And that's you're going to hear more about that in the years to come. But I think it's going to be, for us who are blind or visually impaired, I think it's going to be a game changer and a field leveler. And I think it is something you'll hear a lot more about right here on Tech It Out because, for one thing, there is something called Radio GPT, which is something that we all can relate to. Obviously, you know, RTBS, that's radio. So Radio GPT is one way that we can uh, probably at some point showcase that kind of thing that's going on in the AI or artificial intelligence world in a way that, uh, you know, it has never happened before. It is revolutionizing everything. It's amazing. But uh, so I think it's a topic you'll hear a lot more about right here on Tech and Out as well. Mitch, I want to thank you for taking uh, so much time out of your day to spend with us today. It's been a real pleasure having you here. Is there anything that I left out or any parting words that you'd like to pass along at this point? Sure. I, I, I might go into a little bit because you're hearing the G. PT. And while I don't remember what that stands for, it basically is a large language model. So chat GPT, radio GPT, and, and to explain radio GPT a little bit, radio GPT, it's, it's kind of mind blowing too, because it is a radio station that is completely ran by a computer. Even the voices uh, that you hear are artificially generated AI voices. So you know, um, it, it, there's there's a, there's so much potential, and people are just experimenting with all kinds of different software. But for those in radio, sometimes when you are a smaller market station, you may not have actual DJ talent, say on all your shifts. Well, rather than having to record shows in advance or have to pay somebody to voice track your station or pay to have a satellite service come in and do this, you can get this radio GPT software and it will sound just like uh, just like your, your DJs and things like that, as well as even pull current events off of like social media and can talk about what's trending. It's something I'm sure that will definitely be a topic of discussion. We actually just recently heard about it, so not a lot is known about it, but it's it's AI is, is going to be in, in all kinds of shapes or forms pretty soon. I mean, we're all familiar with Siri and Alexa and Google. Can you imagine if you took AI and added it to one of those platforms? Imagine what how much more you could do. And that's kind of my role here at, at Outlook is not only to keep current systems running, but to look out for new systems, to look out for new technology and new innovations uh, as we move into the future and to see what types of things that we can use. You know, Outlook's mission is to positively impact everyone who is blind. And to that end, my job is to do that technologically. Well, I would certainly say that you're doing that and you're certainly an embodiment of those core values that we talk about here at Outlook. And uh, I 
I, I just can't say enough. I can't say enough either about what you were talking about. The whole the whole AI thing, I think, is going to be just absolutely mind-blowing. It just really is. And we'll get to a demo at some point here on Tech It Out of Radio GPT. It is something you can check out. You can do a search for it. You'll hear it. Those of you, as Mitch mentioned, that are in broadcasting, as I used to be, will notice that they, you know, uh, it is it is literally, as he described, a radio station, and they, they throw in you know, public service announcements and little commercials that they create, and they're all artificial intelligence driven it's 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 hard to really put into words as to as to how neat it is and yet the the demo of gpt radio will also sound somewhat generic because of course they don't have uh enough specifics about our particular area for example because they're not programming for us it's a general demonstration but we'll get to that i promise you on a future edition of Tech It Out. So I look forward to doing that for you at some point. But meantime, again, Mitch, thank you so much for spending so much of your day with us. We do appreciate it, and we certainly appreciate everything you do here at Outlook Nebraska. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. Glad to, and I and I enjoy the job. I, I've enjoyed the interview and all the, the, the questions. I hope people have found some of this information useful, and, and by all means, uh, anybody who's interested in learning about adaptive tech and all that, Please get in touch with Outlook Enrichment, and and who knows, if you stop by, I may even be in the vicinity. Thanks for having me. Here's hoping you enjoyed today's interview with Mitchell Green. He does a great job of keeping everything running, not only in Outlook, Nebraska, but here for all of us in Outlook Enrichment. I'm Dennis Nelson, Adaptive Tech Trainer for Outlook Enrichment, and I look forward to seeing you for our next get-together on Tech It Out. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Tech It Out, the program that dances on the cutting edge of technology. Brought to you by Outlook Enrichment. More information is available at www.outlooken.org or by calling 531-365-5051. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 47 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.